The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. What was on my mind to speak to you a little bit about, as we've already heard, the mightiness of what the Lord has done, how He's come uh, down and uh, suffered to be a man, you know, and and God at the same time to deliver us, um, and, and went through that agony on the cross. What I would like us to go home today knowing is that God knows you. I want you to go home today knowing and feeling in your heart of all hearts that God knows you. He knows every single one of you. So one of you, where I want to read from is the book of Romans for just a moment. If you want to be with me there, I'm going to be in Romans chapter 9. The verse I want to start with here in chapter 9, we see... Paul is speaking to them here, and you know he's kind of he's struggling a little bit in his thoughts. I think where if we start off there in verse one and two, where he says, "You know, I have a great heaviness and a continual sorrow in my heart, for I could wish that myself were accursed, or may say separated from Christ for the brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, because you know." of your kind, as we heard there were different kinds of people, you know, and different kinds today. In a sense, the Jew, you know, he was a kind of a, a little bit of a kind of his own. I mean, in a sense, God separated them and gave them some uh, His Word early on and just didn't give it to the entire world. And so you see these people blessed above many other or any other person on the earth. I mean, they had the these truths that God gave them, and He gave them a way to live and a way to, to um, have a relationship with Him. Right. And um, so Paul's thinking, you know, boy, I really wish they could see Jesus. Right. Jesus has made known to me who He is. Jesus has made known to me that He's my Savior. <laughs> and, he, you know, Jesus, we we're talking about the Word and the Word speaking to us today. I mean, we know from the, the book that, that Jesus spoke to, to uh, Paul. He spoke to him very, very strongly, did he not? He pinned him down and said, it's hard for thee to be kicking against the pricks. And uh, he let him know right quick who I am. And you know what? You, you, I know you, Paul. And I've got something you're going to do for me. Now you see, that this is the other part I want to get to is that God does not define every little thing I'm going to do today, but God also knows what I'm going to do today. And uh, I could have kind of shied away from wanting to get up and speak to you. But again, uh, the context here tells me that I need to gird up my loins and get up here and try to speak, not because of me or, or you, but because the Lord Amen. has something to say. And, 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 and this is the platform to do it from, right here in this church of blessed people like yourself who come to worship Him. You know, we come to hear Him and worship Him and, and truth and spirit. And I am so lifted up to know that I can see so many people. You know, where my little church is back in uh, Mantachi that I'm a member of now. Y'all may know, you know, Brother Neil Honey pastoring there. Uh, we are a small number, but we know that where a couple are gathered together, the Lord promised to be there. And He's there among that little group just like He's here among this larger group. But boy, isn't it wonderful to be in a house of a larger group? I mean, it's, it's so encouraging. But... If God knows us, there's some things here in verse 21 in Romans we see in chapter 9. It says, 
Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? See, you know, someone might read that and say, well, God has determined what I'm going to do today and how I'm going to act. And this, I find in this, I think about, because earlier in this chapter, he's talking to them about how Isaac will come forth and how Jacob and Esau will come forth from Isaac and how he loved one and didn't love the other. And this is why I want to tell you, this is why God can say I have power and over, as the potter over the clay. This is why I can say I love one and I don't love the other. He knows what his clay, what his work will do. Um, and one might say, oh, well, are you saying that God made Esau and Jacob do things they did? Um, no, he made man. And man, when he, once he fell in the garden, we already learned about that this morning, when he fell in the garden because he pursued after the deceit that Satan uh, conjured with his wife, and as he pursued that, then man broke God's commandments and man was just wrong from that point on. Right. And uh, the, the difference, again, between God and man is that we cannot turn around and erase that. Right. Uh, and God would never have made that mistake to start with. Right. So, um, but, but we as the clay, we do. And so, here's what I want you to think about. Why would He then suffer these vessels for destruction. Well, I can give you one thought. We go back to Genesis for a moment and we learn a little bit about this Isaac and Jacob and Esau. Let's go to uh, Genesis chapter 25. In chapter 25, if we go over to verse 28, it says, And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Now, that's one reason Isaac loved Esau. He, I, I don't see it like, well, he only liked him for his food. But I see it like that he saw in his son that his son was accomplishing something. That he was doing something good with his life. He was an, an accomplished hunter. He was skilled. And he was providing for his father. I mean, so that, what's wrong with that? Uh, you know, it's, it's a good work, is it not? And he, he, and he was the elder son. They were twins. If you've read the story, they were twins, and he came out first, so he's considered the elder of those two. But um, he loved him. But it says Rebekah loved Jacob. Now, we heard how God had talked to man earlier today, but you know, God also speaks to you ladies. And uh, we've got the story where God also he speaks to Rebekah. And if we go in, uh, there in chapter 25, in verse 21, it says, And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived, and the children struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went in to inquire of the Lord. So that means she beseeched and prayed and asked the Lord, What's, what's going on? And the Lord said unto her, Says the Lord said unto her. Didn't say that um, she dreamed it. Said the Lord said unto her. Right. So I take that the Lord spoke to Rebecca, and says, "There's two nations in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, 
and the one people shall be stronger, and the other people <clears throat> and the elder shall serve the younger. It says, and when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And it goes on to describe how those twins uh, looked even. It says that the, the first came out and was red all over like a hairy garment. Now, I don't know how, whether he was an ugly baby, but it, you know, it, it just says he came out like a hairy garment. And that's not how the other one came out. And so either way, he came out a little different. And after that came his brother out and he, his hand took hold on Esau's heel and his name was called Jacob and, and so on. So, but it goes on and tells how the boys grew up and Esau was this cunning hunter uh, and Jacob was a plain man. What does that mean? It means he, he was peaceful. He was just a kind of down-to-earth kind of guy. He wasn't trying to get out there and you know, uh, be the leader necessarily, but he was just a, you know, a, a pleasant man, I would say. And, um, and then they, they loved them. But see, God has a plan here and He already told Rebecca early on. See, he, he didn't tell it, say that He went and told uh, Isaac this. He told Rebecca. Well, I don't know if Isaac knew what he told Rebecca. I don't know if Rebecca shared it with him. I don't read it here where he, she did. So uh, all I can say is that she knew something straight from God what her two twins who were kind of struggling inside her and why they were struggling and what was going to be happening here. And he, he tells her um, of these two differences. And so she already kind of expected something of these two, I would say. And so when it came time then when the father, Isaac, I'm just kind of summing this up, okay? When it came time for him to pass, he was supposed to pass on the blessings to his sons. And um, he was planning to bless Esau. Well, Rebecca acted on this and she devised a way, if y'all have read the story, for um, Isaac, who was blind at this point, really couldn't see well. She devised a sound like a cunning way, somewhat of a deceitful way, really, if you think about it, uh, for him to think, for Isaac to think that he was going to bless his son Esau when in fact she was sending in Jacob. Now, one might say, boy, that was kind of crooked. But again, God knows his children. He knows what they're going to do. He knows what's going to happen, but he didn't. I don't think he put it into her mind necessarily that here's what you got to go do step by step. It's just that she saw, uh, and I think she saw in both her sons also, and maybe it was the inside of God that spoke to her that she also saw what her sons were. Now, why is this kind of important to think about this? And I mean, let's use the scripture here for, for one more second about why, maybe, maybe why. God suffers these vessels to destruction. First off, um, if He knows something about these vessels that you and I don't, then He makes some ways, you know, just think about it like this. If, um, if I'm out here in the world and um, I want something to happen. Let's say some of you young brothers and sisters in here. There's some of you younger than me. I bet if I wanted to, I could pin you down on the ground and you couldn't get back up until I said so. Now, there's some other men in here who probably could do the same to me. So I'm, I'm not saying that all this, but I'm just saying that you may not want to be on the ground and you may not want to, you know, do what I say, but there are some people in here I could make do what I say. And you may not really react the way I think you would, but um, see, God, he, he really knows it all. 
And he knows what you're going to do. Um, and the thing about Esau and Jacob is that when this got turned around to where Isaac blessed his son, and uh, Esau saw that, that this had happened and he was expecting the blessing himself, he says, you know what? I don't like that. I'm going to kill that Jacob. That, that's his reaction. You know, life doesn't always work out for us, but what do you do according to what's happened to you in life? This is the nature of man. This is the nature of the vessels that are fitted to destruction. And this is also the nature of the vessels that God suffers to be His children. We're all capable. We're all capable of getting angry enough mad enough to act out and do something to our brother and sister, but we all don't do that. But there are some that do. And this kind of sets apart the man that will go and, and take it in his own hands that I'm so mad that things didn't work out for me that here's how I'm going to react. You know, and we saw that earlier on in creation, didn't we, with Cain and Abel. Same thing. God didn't... Um, he told him he, he didn't appreciate... The, same, the blessing, the, it didn't give uh, Cain the same idea and understanding that I appreciate what you did, how you sacrificed, but he says, uh, you know, he did for Abel. Well, what did Cain do? Well, Cain got so mad at that, he rose up and he killed his brother. Okay, so there's differences in how people act. God does not dictate that, He does not determine that, and He knows His children. Now, I will tell you this. I think His children uh, are very, very capable of doing the very thing. Uh, he tells Rebecca there are two warring inside of her and there's, there's kind of two types of people. Two nations are going to come out of that. And we see where he, he passes on. God tells her you know, that I'm passing on the covenant that I've promised to Abraham through Isaac, through Isaac's lineage on down. And He's going to bless uh, a nation of people through His children. And so He knows His children and knows His people and He has power over them. So I would like to go up. This is why I think we just need to lay our hat on this. In verse 18 of Romans chapter 9, it says, Therefore hath He mercy on whom He will have mercy, and whom He will He hardeneth. Thou wilt say then unto me, why doth he yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will? Nay, but O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay? I tell you, he does. He does have power over his clay, and he knows what he has made, but he doesn't um, dictate for us to follow in his paths. I think he certainly can. Um, and I've said this before when I've spoke to others, I sometimes wish he would in my life, maybe in different times, different places, have dictated and just you know slapped me or grabbed me or by the shirt or whatever it took. And I'll tell you there sometimes I think he did. I, matter of fact, I know he did. But there's also sometimes he's delivered me. And for what? Why didn't he just let me fall in my struggle when I put myself in a situation. 
I'll leave you with a little story, and I know I've probably run around a little bit here, but I want you to, again, know that God knows you when you leave this place. You didn't come here for nothing. You didn't come here, and I don't want you to go home, and I don't think you will go home empty-handed, but I sure don't want you to go here thinking, does God really know who I am? He knows you. I was... um, My wife, Sister Carol, and I had been married a very short time, and I ride a motorcycle. And uh, I was riding along the road one day going back home from work. And uh, since that time, I still ride some. But since that time, I I, I definitely ride in good riding gear if I do. But this particular day, I had shorts on. I had a little golf t-shirt on, three button up. I had some gloves and some tennis shoes on. (laughs) It's kind of oddly dressed, I guess. Had a helmet. (laughs) Coming up the hill down on the highway is about 55 mile per hour, you know, speed limit here. State road, two lane, but a state highway. And here's this guy on a little ATV four-wheeler out in front of me as I'm coming over the hill. He's going about 10 mile an hour. So I don't know if any of you ride a motorcycle, but I'll tell you what, when you come up on something moving 10 mile an hour and you're going 55, it's not easy to stop. So my choices are this. Do I go off here down the embankment to the barbed wire fence or do I go around here to the other side and see if I can get around him? Well, I decided the barbed wire fence was not a good idea. I go around him, uh, think I'm going around. And I was, man, I was looking good, looking really good. About that time he makes a direct left-hand turn. Oh, I can't go anywhere else. So here I go, T-boning this guy. And here I'm up in the air, and then I come down my side, and I'm, I hit the ground, I'm on the pavement, all right? And I'm, I'm looking, where's the motorcycle? <laughs> and here I am on my back, and I'm sliding, and the motorcycle's on its side, and it's sliding, and I put my foot out against the seat, and hearing me and the motorcycle slide. And we slide about from here to about midway to the back of the room. And I'm wondering, how hurt am I? How am I going to feel? And I'm thinking, i got this little golf t-shirt on. Boy, I really worry about what my back looks like. So I get up, and I'll tell you what's, what's, what's there. Now I do get hurt. i got a pretty good contusion on my hip. But my little golf t-shirt has a black mark on it. I don't know how much y'all know about roadways and garments and things of that nature. But i tell you what, sliding on a rough highway, and this is not one of those smooth, just newly asphalted roads. It's one of these little rough rock, you know. Well, I can just tell you that my shirt should have been eaten through, and I should have been way worse than I was. Now, you can't tell me that the Lord didn't know what I needed. You can't tell me that He doesn't know me. You can't tell me that I shouldn't have got up from there different than I did. You know, I was hurt. And I think that was God's reminder. Look, brother, you better remember this day that I do know you. And because I know you, you need to know me and you need to stand up for me. Now, I, don't, I can't tell you that I got up that day and I started just walking perfectly for the Lord. It's a process. But I'll tell you what, I knew He knew me that day. And I knew He, knew, he took care of me. And those things, they make me a little stronger. So when you struggle in life, especially you young people. I worry about you. These parents, when they say, when, they, when Brother Neil and them, they pray for you, they mean it. Amen. They worry about you out in this world and the people that you come in contact with because there are vessels that are out there fitted for destruction right. and they don't mean you any good. Yeah. But I'm telling you, God knows you. He knows every hair on your head. Yeah. You know, He knows you. 
And I want you to go home and just know that He loves you. Amen. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.